We're beginning here, Be'ezer Hashem, the first parak. We finished the Psicha last night, so moving on to Peregrishan. The first parak here in Shara Tshuva from the Chavos Halvavos. Ve'oymar, and I will say now, says the Chavos Halvavos, Be'veyer Mahus HaTshuva. What is the essence of Tshuva? How could we define the essence of Tshuva? Shatama Tshuva Hu, that the basis of Tshuva, the explanation of tshuva, the understanding of tshuva is haskonas haodam laavodes habayre yisporach, a rectification of the person to the avodes Hashem. Acher yitzi osoi mimenu mimena after he has left it vechotoi ba and vahashovas ma shovad mimena. This is what tshuva is. It's it's certainly resembles similar to what he said in the psicha that tshuva is this sort of hashavas aveda. We lost something. The person has lost a piece of his own perfection in terms of his aveda Hashem, his serving Hashem. We were put into this world to be able to have the privilege of serving Hashem, keeping his mitzvahs, staying away from the averus that. He's commanded us not to do, to be involved in Torah, Avodah, Gemilas Chasodim, everything that a person is supposed to do to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu in doing Chesed, in learning Hashem's Torah, in davening, in our Avodah. And if a person veers off for of that, so he's lost something. He's lost a, a portion, a part of that perfection. So one aspect of Tshuva is getting that back. But there's another aspect of tshuva, and that he hones in a little bit over here as well. What else is that? He's saying here that it's It's fixing it up, getting back to Avodah Hashem after he's already left it, after he's left the constant being over Hashem. He stepped away. He stepped aside. He's coming back to that. And he's getting back, he's returning, he's getting back what was lost from him. If because he didn't understand, he didn't have a good comprehension in the mitzvahs of Hashem, in the things he has to do, either he lacked appreciation for what the privilege of it that it is to serve Hashem, or Yitzrael Sichloi, or because he was overpowered by his Yetzirah. The temptation to sin, it just, it looked too enticing. It was just too overwhelming. His Yetzirah was pushing him to, to do this thing. And then he realizes, uh, why did I do that? What did I gain from it? It wasn't as it wasn't as delicious as I thought it would be. It wasn't like my imagination was conjuring up. And that's the way it is with most Averis, most of the time. Or we... We shirked our responsibilities in doing a mitzvah. And then afterwards we say, "Ah, why didn't I do that? I lost an opportunity. I missed out on the opportunity. But there's two aspects. And here we have to give a a general concept to tshuva. And this to Mashkiach, as Ogazun used to say always when he spoke about uh, the idea of tshuva. We know there's something called vidui. 
Vidui, those who daven is sechsfarit, say it on a regular basis. Ashamnu, baganu, gazalnu, baradoyfi. Those who are b'nei Ashkenaz, daven is Ashkenaz. We only say it during slichis and many times in Yom Kippur. But that vidui, it's also the formula vidui that a person, if he's if he's able to, he's supposed to say that vidui before he departs from this world. When he's on his deathbed, he says that Oshamnu Bagadnu. Now, in that Oshamnu Bagadnu, we go through details. Gozalnu, we stole. Tibarnu Daifi, we spoke. Thoughtless words, words, we spoke. False words. And we go through a whole list of very specific Averis that are done. But the first two are more general. It's not something specific. It's Oshamnu, we have become guilty, and Bogadnu, we have become traitors. So the Vilna Goyen explains like this. What are these two overall aspects of sins that we're doing tshuva for? So it says the Vilna Goyen that the word Oshamnu comes from the word Shemama. Shemama means desolate. Destruction and then desolate. Like we say about a, a midbar, about a desert, it's shmama. It's just empty. It's destroyed and devoid of everything. So, one aspect of any sin that a person does is that he has destroyed something. There was an edifice over here, an edifice of spirituality. The edifice called the person himself and his effects on the whole world. And Ashamnu, we admit and we say we have destroyed something. And we've caused destruction and we've caused desolation, emptiness. That's in the fact that when we do a sin, that's a sort of an automatic result of doing an Aveir. But then there's another aspect of every sin. Every time we do an Aveir, person speaks Lashonara, person is not careful on Shabbos, a person lacks in doing a mitzvah, he neglects to do a mitzvah. Every time we do that, we are also rebelling at that time against the Almighty, against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who commanded us to do his, his mitzvahs. So at the, the same time where there's a destruction happening and there's desolation happening, there's also we're also ruining our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who commanded us to do these things. And that's the second word, Bogadnu. The word bogade is a traitor. We're traitors. We rebelled. We turned our back on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So every Aveira really has both components in it. Ashamnu, we've become guilty because we've destroyed something. We've created destruction. And Bogadnu, we have rebelled. We are traitors against Hashem. To, to explain it on yet a a deeper level. There's a big debate in the in the Svarim, in Kabbalistic Svarim, and Sifrei Musa, Sifrei Mashava. How are we supposed to approach the idea, the concept of a mitzvah? Is our mitzvahs like the tzivoy, the commandment from a king on his subjects? Or are mitzvahs like a doctor's instruction to 
his patient. For example, let's say you see a person, you walk into shul, and the guy's standing in the lobby, and he's standing on his head. And you look at him, he's like, what are you doing? He says, I don't know why I'm doing this, but the king told me, if I don't stand on my head, then off with my head. That's what the king told me to do. I got orders from the king, stand on my head. Okay? Is there any benefit to you? I have no idea. It doesn't seem like it. It's hurting a lot. But this is what the king said. So sometimes we'll do something because the authority that we're listening to commands us to do it. So we do it. Then you can have another scenario. You walk into shul, the guy's standing on his head. When you look at him, he says, what are you doing there? He says, I've been having these terrible headaches lately and I went to my doctor. My doctor said, what you have to do is five minutes a day, you have to stand on your head. Really? Is it is it benefit of physically? He says, it seems to be helping. So, in both situations, the person is doing something that seems a bit odd until there's an explanation. But the first explanation is that since the king commanded me to do it, there's, there's no benefit per se to the person. But the second is where the doctor instructed him that this is going to be for your good. That's why he's doing it. Now, the first reason he's doing it is sort of out of year, out of fear of the king. The second reason is out of sort of love. I'm happy to do it because this is what's going to be good for me. And these, the, the Swarm tell us that really both aspects are there in any mitzvah. Any mitzvah has a component of a king commanding us to do it, whether it's beneficial for us or not. But as well, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created us and who created the mitzvahs, knows that these mitzvahs are going to make each person perfect. It's going to make him the perfect person that he has to be, that his neshama then will be able to be in that blissful state in Gan Eden, in Olam Abba, taking from the splendor of the Shekhinah. So every mitzvah has both components. It's a king's commandment, regardless if it benefits us, and it's also doctor's orders, because it's for our benefits, are for our good. And when a person sins, when a person doesn't have Eira, he neglects to do a mitzvah he's supposed to, he doesn't have Eira, which he's not allowed to do, he ruins it for himself, he has caused some destruction in himself. It's like he didn't take his pills. It's like he didn't do the exercise the doctor told him that he has to do. See, he's destroyed. He's brought desolation. We don't notice it in, a, in, a, in any uh, manifest in a big way, but that's what's happening. And then when he also neglects to do a mitzvah, doesn't have a he's rebelling against the king's commandment. These are both aspects of sin. There's a shamnu, we've caused destruction to ourselves, and we know that Kodesh Baruch Hu has invested in us the ability to affect the entire world. And we've brought destruction, therefore, in some semblance of way, which maybe we can't detect right now, to the whole world. And as well, when we've not, we've not listened to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we've rebelled. So that's Ashamnu Bogadnu. And every sin has aspects of that, and therefore that's how we start our vidui. We start confession with these two aspects. Hashem, I'm doing tshuva now, and I want to repair the desolation, and I want to repair our relationship. Now, the Chiddush of tshuva really is the first part, not the second. Because 
when you rebel against somebody else. You're a traitor. Even if you did something against your boss behind his back or a relationship that we have with our family. But we can go to them and even human beings have relationships which could be uh, could be strained, but they could be repaired. You could talk it out. You could ask forgiveness. And it's okay. I forgive you. I accept your apology. Let's get back on to our beautiful relationship that we had beforehand. That's not such a chiddush. That we understand that concept. That's not so novel. But to to be able to do something that can take away the effects of the destruction that was already caused, that is a tremendous chiddush. That's a chesed. That's a kakosh kindness of tshuva. Imagine a person blew up a building. We, we, we call it just destruction, desolation, because we neglected to do a mitzvah with Mechal Shabbos. What happens is there's real destruction. Well, if you destroyed something, you now you say, you know, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry that I did that. How do you get it back? How do you how do you repair that destruction? That's the chiddush of tshuva. Also, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that too can happen with tshuva, and that's really these two aspects. The Chavos of is saying right here in his in the outset of the explanation and the definition of tshuva. It's haskonas hadam lavidis habayris barach. Number one, it's being repairing the relationship between us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. After we've left it, we've strained our relationship. when we sinned. But secondly, But it's also we'll be able to return and get back what we've lost. And what we've lost, and the way we're explaining is that we've lost it because we've destroyed it. We've taken something that really we had, it was a part of us, and we've destroyed it. And yet, we can get that back. And Akash Baruch Hu says, with tshuva, you can get that back also. You could rebuild it. You could find that lost part of you, that lost perfection from you, you could find it and we'll give it back to you and you can make yourself whole again, even though you brought destruction. So these are the two aspects of tshuva and then we'll explain Mitzvah next week, we'll go into it more to understand what exactly the essence of tshuva is. A good Tanakh and a good Shabbos.